Hello everyone, Bobby the Awesome here. Welcome to Three to One No Kidding. I think that our guest today can contribute to all of you. So that's why we're doing kind of a combined show. Welcome, Rob. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Bobby. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Um, I'll tell you guys, Rob and I just met five minutes ago uh, since the first time when I met him on Saturday, and he's ready to go. So I'm going to let him introduce himself and start talking about the value he brings to the world because I think he's on to some big stuff. All right. So I'm Rob Tillman. I'm the founder of a company called Unignorable. And my primary focus is making sure people overcome being overlooked so they can earn what they're worth. That's both entrepreneurs and job seekers. Uh, but what I'm here to talk about today is the most overlooked addiction that people don't realize, which is work addiction. Now, some people laugh about this. Say, oh, that's just you all just trying to work hard and you're just trying to be successful. But that's not really what it is. It's actually been identified in psychology that it's just like any other addiction. It's what we have, which drives us to try to do something or to try to run away from something. So I lived the majority of my life as a work addict. And just like any other addict, then I kept driving for that high, that high that came from people saying, hey, you're doing a good job or, or you know, looking at a paycheck that's going up. But with that, then I lost so many things. I lost family, I lost family members, I lost friends. Again, I, I lost so many things. And really that came about because just like any other addiction, I focused all my time and efforts there. I mean, wh what can I say, Bobby? You know, it's in this world, we're always trying to figure out where do we belong. And when we don't feel like we belong somewhere, then we try to find something to draw ourselves to. You think? A hundred percent. So much gold already. Yes. The belonging piece. And I loved that you were vulnerable about the, Hey, you're doing a good job. I've worked with people who are sending emails at two in the morning, just so that all the chatter is about them working too much because they're sending emails at two in the morning, right? Oh my goodness. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I've been there, done that. I worked around the world. Uh, um, I used to pride myself on, oh, you know, you can always reach me. I'm, I'm working in China or I'm working on, in Mexico or I'm working in a different time zone. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter what time, whatever time it is, you can, you can reach me. And that really hurt my personal health. I, I gained a lot of weight and then I lost a lot of weight. Uh, it, it hurt my mental health. I was always dragging and always tired. And it wasn't just because of the physical parts of the work. It was the mental aspects of it. And I, and I knew I was driving myself down in a hole. So you hit on something. I want to go into how you got out of all of that. I want to dig deeper into that. But before we go there, you said something before I press record that was so important. The addiction is an escape. Like work is an escape. Like any, like when I was gambling, it was because I was escaping. Or if I was drinking, I was escaping. So I love that you called that out. Do you want to expand on that at all? Absolutely. Well, getting more, more vulnerable for a second, then there are a couple of different escapes that were happening with me. The first was actually my family history. So addicts normally come from families of addicts. And there was addiction in uh, parts of my family, my grandparents and, and, and people like that, and, and aunts and uncles. And I always would look at them and I was like, I'm never going to be like them. I'm never going to be like that. So I was always trying to find how I could not be like that. But we don't realize that addictive personalities are really addictive. And we just moved our addiction to something else. So in all of my attempts to say, I'm not going to be a drug addict or my, I'm not going to be an alcoholic, 
then all I deal with, or a gambler, which again, I have a lot of gambling addiction in my family, then instead of doing those things, what I did was I pushed all of my energies into work. And I thought that, oh, but at least I'm not like them. But we end up in the same place. You lose everything. You lose your family and you lose all of who you are by running away from those things. Uh, the other thing I was running away from is I'd run away from failure. And in addiction, then we find that we are, we're running away from failure. When we think we're going to fail, then we just push ourselves into that other thing. And for me, I was so afraid of failing that I pushed myself and I pushed everything and everybody else away from me just so I could think that I had something. You're blowing me away. I feel like you might've been eavesdropping in my apartment today. I, I was on a call with my sponsee and in the 12 step program, one of the questions in gamblers is, is knowing why you gambled important. Now, GA doesn't believe it's important to know why I'm coming to believe. I think it does matter. I think Mm -hmm. it helps us get to the truths of our behaviors. Um, And I'd love to hear your opinion about that. But I said to her today, I had all that addiction too: the alcohol, the drugs, all the things, you know, the uncle with AIDS from dirty needles, you name it. And I didn't want to grow up to be an alcoholic or an addict. And that's why I gambled. Like, that's what I've come up with after my own self research. So you just, I feel like you just echoed everything I said to her. And that was a little creepy, but you're spot on, at least in my opinion, you're spot on. Well, in your show, what, what your show is all about is being vulnerable. You put yourself out there to the world and you, you share with the world who you are, how you got here, because you actually understand it can help other people. The reason I'm here is because I want to help other people and I can't help people if I'm hiding behind who I really am. Uh, I have to put it all out there and I have to be vulnerable for people to judge me. And that's also another reason why we are, get into our addictions is because we're afraid of being judged. And we either push away from them or we push deeper into them and the things that we do. So I want to hear about the transition. And if I understand right to lay the the framework here, you worked in corporate America or regular jobs, and now you're an entrepreneur. Yes, the actual I actually made the transition while I was in corporate America. And it was part of the reason why I developed the process that I use for training people outside of corporate America. So my transition happened when I was working in China. So I'm working in China. I'm away from my entire family. I have two younger kids, not too small. At this time, they're actually becoming teenagers. And I thought my whole objective is to to give them a better life. And that's what I use as the the reason for me being addicted in that way. I said, I'm going to give them a better life than I ever had. But what they wanted was my time and they wanted me to be there. So I'm working and working and working. And one day... It was a weekend and it was a Sunday. So I was working six days a week and on Sundays and I would sometimes do some work, but for the most part, that was my only day off. And I had a, a larger time frame to talk to them. Whenever you're on the other side of the world than anybody who's ever done that, you know that they're like small time frames where you can talk to the people that are really important to you and you have to catch them then. So Sunday was normally the day where I got to talk to my kids. And on this Sunday, they didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, why, do, why don't they want to talk to me? And they didn't want to talk to me because they were tired of being restricted to when they could talk to me. So I'm sitting there and it's just me. I'm looking around this apartment. Uh, I look out the window. I see all of these people walking around. I see people with their families. And I'm thinking, I'm supposed to be here to make a better life for my family. 
but all I'm doing is pushing them away. And first I try to still like, like anything else, I try to act like, well, no, it's gonna be okay and, and, and it's better for them. But it just kept gnawing at me and gnawing at me and I couldn't sleep. The next day I went to work and I was working 12 hour days uh, in the factory. I was setting up a factory there in China and I was totally exhausted because I couldn't sleep. I went home and I still couldn't sleep. And it just was bearing in my mind, it said something in my life has to change. And I didn't know how to change it, but I knew that I had to do something different. And I tried to figure out what was going on in me. And I actually feel, I finally realized that I wasn't doing the work that I was doing for them. I was doing it for me. And I was doing it for me to feel better. And it made me totally feel horrible about myself. So I tried to figure out what was I gonna do to change that? And what I decided was to leave that extremely high paying job there in China and come back to the US. And when I came back to was shambles. Kids didn't wanna spend any time with me, didn't wanna to talk to me, didn't wanna have anything to do with me. Uh, ended up getting divorced. There was just this, everything was falling apart. So even when I was trying to fix it, then I found out I'd pushed it too far. With that, then I decided I would never live my life in that way again. But that never word, that's a really hard word for us <laughs> because you find yourself falling back into that thing because I said, hey, you know, I have to find what I'm going to do here. And I started working, but I tried to hold back. And then, of course, I fell back into work addiction and I kept uh, pushing myself further and further until finally I just decided I have to be okay with me in order to be okay with everything else. So I've developed this process for myself. Um, and is it okay if I share with your audience? I would love for you to share with the audience. I think, <clears throat> I think many people go through what you're talking about. It might not happen halfway across the world. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's tragedy for those who don't figure it out. I've, I've seen the workaholics, um, you know, that aren't taking care of themselves. And I didn't know this either because before right. I came out of rehab, I never did it. Um, but once I got out of rehab, it was like, no, I'm not working till seven o'clock at night. No, I'm not working 28 days in a row. And I, I started to be able to stand up for myself. Most people, I don't think have that experience or have that mm -hmm. ability. So it, what you're about to lay down for us is the strategy. And that's what you really help people with, right? The normal people yes. that don't have to go to rehab to figure it out. Right. Okay. And, and the strategy, it's going to sound too simple, but just like most things on earth, it's not the simplicity of it. It's how hard it is to do these different steps. So actually, I started off with the first step that we all have to do is not to learn to do something different, it's to unlearn. So I had to unlearn all of these things that were in me, like what made me feel like it was so important to work in that way. What made me feel the way like I was like I was being rewarded for the things that I was doing. So it wasn't about learning, it was unlearning was the first step I had to do. And it was a really deep process into unlearning and, and really digging deep inside of me and, and figuring out what was inside of me that was driving me to, to do those types of things. And that was a really hard thing for me to do. Uh, the next thing I had to do was unlock. I had to find out instead of that thing which I thought was making me special, which was work, or the thing that, that I could always fall back to, which I said, well, if, if nothing else, I can always work and, and I can outwork people. Then I had to find out or I had to unlock what was inside of me, the real superpower that I had, which was in this world. And I found it was this, it was reaching people. 
and being able to share my story or being able to talk to them about what is going on with their stories. And I found that people just gravitate to me and they wanted to share with me what's going on. And through those conversations, I always help them unlock something that they already knew was deep inside of them. And that last step is the hardest for all of us. The last step that we all strive for is even when we know the right thing to do, no matter what it is in your life, it's not about somebody telling you the right thing to do. We all know what we should do, but the hardest thing is for us to actually do it. And that's called unleashing. And the reason why it's so hard to unleash is because we lack the confidence to actually be ourselves and bring our full self into the world. So often we feel like we're gonna be judged. We feel like we're gonna have people who think a certain kind of way of, about us if we really show who we are. And that's why we hide behind other things. And we sometimes just need someone else. We need a coach or a mentor or a true friend that's willing to help us get that permission we need to step out and just be who we are. I, the first word I wrote down as you were talking, because, well, first I want to, I want to break these down because I have so many thoughts and um, I'm excited about this. So the unlearning, just that alone. And I want to draw attention to this because again, whoever's listening may not, this may be the first time they're hearing that we even have the wrong mindset on things or the wrong belief system, you know, money being one of the biggest things, uh, for example, you know, uh, that whole 401k and tight and, right. you know, this whole, here's an example, I guess. My 18-year-old niece, I asked her, when I become a billionaire, what do you want? And she couldn't dream that big to even name a place she would want a house, right? Mm -hmm. So for you to have the presence of mind to even notice that those thoughts are what you had to break, first of all, kudos to you because it's really- Thank you so much. So 